morning from the team here at 1.37 p.m. This is 7.31 a.m. Let's get the day going. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Hope you had a nice weekend. The date is Monday, April 11th. I'm joined by Bo Templin, uh, who will be giving you a little sports update in a little bit. This is Charlie Kohlbrenner. Pretty good anniversary today, uh, which is that on this day, 10 years ago, the Avengers premiered in Los Angeles. It would have the wide release later on May 4th. It's just so crazy to think about the Avengers, how epic that seemed at the moment, getting those characters together in phase one of the MCU versus how absolutely insanely even bigger and grander the scope of the movies has gotten since then. Um, thinking about like Infinity War and then Endgame. And then now they keep churning out even more stuff. But I feel like when I saw the Avengers when I was a kid, I really, it is a very crystallizing moment for me. I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. I couldn't believe it. Getting all of them out there together. And go ahead and rewatch the Avengers if you haven't seen it recently. It's interesting to see how different the movies were back then. Um, like it is very campy and cheesy in a way because there were the movies didn't have to do this thing that they do now where they sort of make reference to themselves constantly. Um, the Avengers is just kind of this like cheesy superhero movie in the best way. Um, and it's a wonderful movie, so watch it today to celebrate the anniversary. With that, I'll hop into some entertainment news. Entertainment. Brie Larson, Oscar Academy Award winner Brie Larson, has joined the cast of Fast and Furious 10. Very little actual information yet. Uh, all we know is that on Saturday night, Vin Diesel posted on Instagram, posted a picture of him and Brie Larson together, um, announcing that she will be in Fast and Furious 10. Um, we still don't have a, a release date or really any information about her role or anything, but he said, you have no idea how timeless and amazing she will be in our mythology. Beyond her beauty, her intellect, her Oscar, haha, is this profound soul who will add something you might not have expected but yearn for. Welcome to the family, Brie. Um, it'll be fun to see how she works her way into the movie, and Vin Diesel seems very excited about it. Gaming. In the world of gaming, a fun piece this weekend, uh, Kingdom Hearts 4 was announced. Square Enix, the developer behind the Kingdom Hearts games, announced yesterday that the fourth installment in the series is going to be is is now in early development. They also released a trailer and a gallery of some images, um, and it's in celebration of the IP's 20th anniversary, which I believe is going to be is 2022. They're making the announcement. Um, the Kingdom Hearts series brand manager Ichiro Hizama in a press release said we're thrilled to celebrate the series 20th anniversary with the announcement of two new Kingdom Hearts titles um, they're releasing Kingdom Hearts 4 and then Kingdom Hearts Missing Link which is going to be a mobile game something especially crazy about this that I hadn't realized is they made Kingdom Hearts 2 in 2005 and then Kingdom Hearts 3 didn't come out until 2019 14 years so it's crazy now that Kingdom Hearts 4 I imagine Kingdom Hearts 4 won't come out until 2023 or 2024 at the earliest if it's in early early development right now which is already a way shorter time in the world of NFTs, something really exciting happened this weekend that I just want to shine a spotlight on. NFT. Drifter Shoots, who if you don't know him, his name is Isaac Wright. He, I believe, is still the second highest NFT uh, photographer, second highest selling NFT photographer of all time uh, for his project Where My Vans Go. Um, he is a really, really incredible person, incredible photographer, incredible artist, and he is an urban explorer. He climbs up onto crazy, into crazy high places, and then he takes pictures of his shoes and the landscape uh, uh, in front of him. Um, we wrote about him last year. It's one of my favorite pieces I've ever written for 1.37 p.m. He was actually incarcerated for these urban explorations. The story is really emblematic of a lot of the systemic racism in our criminal justice system that he was incarcerated for when a lot of white people um, do the same things and we're not. So um, it's definitely a story 
story worth reading. So this weekend, he minted a open edition project, meaning that instead of saying there were going to be a certain quantity of it, he opened a 24 hour window um, where people had the opportunity to, if within the window, you could mint the image. Everybody, it was the same image, a photograph. Um, but then he also surprised people with there was one other image that you might have gotten as well. Um, but so he opened it up for 24 hours and then 15% of the proceeds were going to, going to go to the bail project. Um, the bail project is an organization dedicated to the notion that no one should be in jail due to poverty, which I 100% agree with. And he's absolutely right for supporting this organization. Um, and it is just crazy. We need bail reform in this country because you can really end up going to jail just for not having enough money to pay bail, which is absolutely so incredibly unfair and ridiculous. Um, I did the math. He hasn't put out the exact number yet at the time of recording, but it means that he raised somewhere around $1 million for the bail project, um, which is just so incredible and really demonstrates the way that NFTs can be used to raise money for good. Um, the project is called First Day Out. I'm just so proud of him for doing what he did this weekend. A million dollars for a bail reform project is really, truly exceptional. And that is it for NFTs. Bo, we've got a couple of sports things to talk about. What happened this weekend? Sports. Let's start off over with the Masters. Scotty Scheffler is your 2022 Masters champion. He had so much momentum coming into the weekend. And really, there was never a single second on the course where it felt like uh, the, the moment was too big for him. You know, they obviously, aside from what happened on 18, he missed two four-footers. Uh, to, to claim the Masters at, an, at, a, at a better score. However, he was just so good all day long. Cam Smith finishes at five under, who was in Scheffler's group, and he got swallowed up by hole 12 at Augusta National. That is the, that's the hole I did a story on for DraftKings, talking about just the famous meltdowns that have happened on hole 12. Cam Smith has added his name to the long list of people who have struggled there. Rory McIlroy, a 64 on Sunday, 7 under at the Masters. Incredible, incredible round. It was the most beautiful day uh, visually, aesthetically on the course, so certainly a lot of fun. And then let's head on over to the UFC. UFC 273 went down on Saturday night, and if you listen to the show on Friday, I said a few different things as I previewed UFC 273. I said that Alex Volkanovsky was a pound-for-pound legit Maybe the best fighter in the UFC. And well, 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 he proved that against the Korean Zombie on Saturday night with a fourth round TKO finish. Herb Dean had seen enough and decided to stop the fight. Volkanovski just continues to cruise. He's kind of eyeing up the lightweight division, going up maybe to 155 pounds instead of 145 pounds where he currently resides. On Friday's episode of 731 AM, I also mentioned that while I love Piotr Jan, and John Anik has told me that Piotr Jan is maybe the most dangerous fighter that he sees live, I said that Aljamain Sterling was being underestimated by the public. The public was kind of struggling to understand what to take away from their first fight. And the reality was that their first fight had competitive moments. So I suspected that another competitive fight would happen. Uh, Aljamain Sterling grabs the decision win, keeps his title, and now it looks like he will be taking on TJ Dillashaw for the 135-pound title. And then last but not least, uh, Hamza Shemaev. As I said, it would be a really good test for Hamza Shemaev against Gilbert Burns. And it was fight of the night. Banger, slugfest, everything you want in a scrap. Hamza Shemaev grabs the decision. It is the right decision. But he was, he was pushed to the brink. 
and he answered the bell every single time. That's that's what a, a warrior does, and he fulfilled all of his requirements on Saturday night at UFC 273. A, a really impressive win for Hamza Chemaev, even though he got hit a few, a few times, even though he was bleeding, even though there was rounds that, you know, he certainly lost a round. This is a big win for Hamza Chemaev. Beating Gilbert Burns is no joke, and this puts him in a really good spot. It looks like he'll be taking on Colby Covington here in the future. That will be a wrap for today's episode. For more details on these stories and more, head to 137pm.com. We have really, really great articles going up to the website every single day from a slew of incredible writers. Uh, Be sure to follow us on all social media platforms as well. Please hop into our Discord. If you want to be part of the 137pm family, the Discord is where you need to be. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow. As always, please remember, stay curious. (laughs) 